For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 78 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is June 30th, 2022. Bring in my co-host as always, Say Hey Rob. Say Hey Rob, what's going on, brother? Not too much, man. Good to be back. Uh, Haven't talked to you in a few weeks. Uh, Good episode last week with uh, Eric and Steven. That was a a good one. I was... For those who don't know, I was in Oregon camping, so I had no reception and nothing like that. So I was kind of late listening, but um, yeah, happy to be back, uh, keeping up with uh, our inconsistent Giants. So uh, that's a good word to use. It's yeah, I'm putting it lightly. You know, I think y'all know me. I could be a little harsher, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, uh, uh, choppy series last weekend with the Reds uh a choppy little two-gamer with the tigers where they could easily got swept or they could have swept you know i guess that's baseball but to me i'm excited to talk tonight because one of the most intriguing series of the year is coming up this weekend against the uh also inconsistent underachieving chicago white Sox, coached by bay area legend (laughs) uncle Uncle tony larusa so it's a fair way to put it Fun time. Uh, Fun times ahead this weekend. Yeah. Before we get into our episode tonight, uh, Giants are currently in third place. They're 40 and 34, six games behind the Dodgers. Um, yeah, coming off uh losing two or three against the Reds and then splitting with the Tigers. And now, yeah, that three-game set coming up this weekend with the White Sox. So that's currently where this team is. Uh Lamont Wade Jr. just got back um Ooh. yesterday, so he should be ready to go. Uh, for this series as well so slowly getting healthy but still like you said inconsistent this team is kind of just been like win loss win loss win loss they're not like playing awful but they're not playing great um i mean just it feels like they're playing 500 ball for like forever now is what it feels like yeah that's kind of how it seems uh it's kind of one step forward two steps back or two steps forward one step back but either way it equates to the same same bullshit right yeah. i mean they're yeah. they're a 500 baseball team for the most part and they're slightly above like i've they're they're they're, they're the upper crust of the mid, middle tier right now i think that's the best way to put it upper and, crust um, the yeah. upper crust think about yeah. pie or what yeah it's pizza you know whatever dude <laughs> Pie pizza, it's all the same. Shut thing. up, Doug. Yeah, shut up, Doug. It's too, it's too late to get this hungry. But, anyways, like, yeah, it's not, it's doom and gloom. 
if you if you go on the social medias, you go on Facebook, Giant Shatter. If you're on Giant Shatter, go on Giant Shatter. It's a lot of fun, good times. Uh, <laughs> Giants Twitter is yeah, that's that that's a pretty uh, toxic place as well, but still a good time. But yeah, despite their underachieving so far this year, you know the Giants aren't in a bad spot per se. It's just you know, we just all expect a little bit better. Obviously, coming off a 107-win season, it you know, of course, our expectations are going to be high. Uh, the lack of star power on this team has turned some fans off, and it's, you know, it's hard to kind of throw a, you know, put lipstick on this shit show right now, but it's not it's not all bad. Like, they're only a game and a half out of their wild card spot, and which we will get into next week. The trade deadline is going to be very, very big with this team. Uh, I, they have a lot, a lot of ammo, a lot of financial flexibility to, to, to play with. But yeah, it's just, it's been a weird, weird, weird uh, first couple, couple months to the season. And, but despite everything, yeah, they're, they're right there. So it's not, it's not totally, you know, jump off the bridge yet. A lot of baseball to be played. Um, yeah, but what we're going to talk about tonight are the three other guys in this rotation. Obviously, Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon have delivered. They've both been pretty damn freaking good up to this point in the season so far. Um, but we're talking about the other guys tonight. We're going to focus on Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, and Anthony DiScafani. And yesterday was, you know, we don't really get into specific stuff, but Alex Wood thrown well against the Tigers yesterday. Gabe Kapler goes out, um, you know, is on the touches the mound for a second and a half, turns around, and two pitches later, Alex Wood gives up a you know a two run home run, which was the difference and lost in that loss to the Tigers yesterday. But like looking overall at the the entire rotations numbers, this is the Giants in baseball, not just CNL. This is for every team. They're 15th in ERA, they're 12th in whip, 6th in walks per 9, 6th in Ks per 9, 18th in hits per 9, and 1st in home runs per 9. So they're not giving up home runs really out of that rotation. In fact, that's in baseball. So, um, like I said, you know, uh, Webb and uh, Rodon, very good. And then there's a bunch of question marks. Obviously, you know, the Giants had a guy like Jacob Junis that was filling in some time while Anthony DiScofani was down. He got hurt. He's out for some time now. Anthony DiScafani is back. He has struggled. Um, but, you know, let's let's talk about let, – let, let's go through these three names. And, and this won't be a super long episode, but Rob and I wanted to get going on trade stuff starting next week, and we were talking yesterday, like, what can we talk about? And and uh, I think I think you you brought it up, and we're like, let's talk about the three other guys in rotation. Um, because well, they are. They are. They are the other guys. So <laughs> – I think we agree, and we wanted to go in the order of, you know, least worried about to most worried about. So we're going to start with Alex Cobb. Now, Alex Cobb came into the season on a two-year deal for uh, $20 million, and there's a 2024-team uh, option. So, you know, going into the season, Farhan had some faith with Alex Cobb. Obviously, he didn't have uh, a big resume like last year, because he only threw in 93 and a third innings last year, but he uh, was good. He had a, um, you know, a 376 ERA in those 93 and a thirds. Um, he was throwing harder than he ever has in his career. 
uh, 18 starts. So going into the season, I know for me, um, I, I think, you know, how we've seen Farhan construct this giants roster and with the rotation in particular, you know, you're going to get, um, breaks when you need to, you're going to get IL stents. If you feel like you need some rest, um, he has made 10 starts this year. Uh, so he did miss a couple of starts, but not too many, um, five, four, eight ERA and 46 innings, which obviously does not sound great. Uh, so he's given up 34 runs, 28 of those are earned. Um, but good side, 10.4 Ks per nine, uh, just 2.7 walks per nine. And he is throwing the ball hard. I mean, he's consistently hitting, you know, 94 to 96 with his four seam, um, Rob, initial thoughts on, you know, Alex Cobb. It's it's kind of split down the middle um, with the fan base, I think. And, uh, you know, I'll give my thoughts too, I was young. Sure. I mean, uh, so we're going with the least worried to most Of the worried. three, I mean. Starting you, right now. Yeah. Starting you, right now. Do you agree? Of the, is Alex Cobb your least worried about of the three? All right. Yeah, it, this, this is a tough call uh, for sure. But um, I would go. I would say he is the one I'm least worried about. Okay. He's got a high, yeah, the 5.548 ERA. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's not, it's not good. But yeah, if, if, if you've really watched all, all of his starts, you know, you know, that's, that, that's a little deceiving. Like, uh, just, you know, bad luck has found him pretty, pretty hardcore. And, um, you know, and still, like, it's, you know, you, you you can't strike everybody out in, in, in this game. And, you know, and Cobb, Cobb has done a good job at, you know, you know, at, at getting days this year, just as, as advertised, you know, his velocity has been up every, everything we've expected out of Cobb coming into this year is what he has given it's, but for whatever reason, you know, when he has been on the mound, you know, weird, weird shit has seemed to kind of follow him, you know, kind of like, you know, the Grim Reaper or something, you know, it's just a dark, a dark cloud, like, you no. Know, Grim Reaper, that's a little too deep. It's like Charlie Brown, <laughs> you, 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 you know, like wherever he goes, like bad luck has just seemed to follow him. And yeah, like whether it's been mental errors, like squibbers where dudes have tried to get the out at second instead of making the easy play at first and everybody's safe. Well, that's not an error, but it's a, it, it's an error. You know, you, you know, it's, it's a mental error. That swing and bunts, everything, bloopers, it's all fallen on Alex Cobb this year. You know, he has taken the, the abrupt front of that. But on the plus side, I really feel like he has been everything as, as, as advertised, you, you know, coming in, you know, the stuff has been there. Yeah. You know, he's missed a little time. You know, so like I said, you know, 10 starts. So yeah, he's been, he's, he's, he's missed some time, but we knew that coming in. That's why, you know, at least before the season started, the giants went out and got guys like Matthew Boyd and Carlos Martinez and, you know, guys like that, guys who could fill, fill in, in, in those roles, you know, Sean Jelly, Sam Long, you know, guy in bullpen games. So they have, they've had, and Jacob Junis to, to, to add into that, you know, can't forget him because he was pitching better than anybody, but before he got hurt, but they were prepared for Cobb to miss a little time. So I, I think as long as he's out there, it's hard to be worried about him, the pitcher, as opposed to DeScafani and Wood, which we'll, we'll get to them. But yeah, despite, yeah, despite every, you know, the bad luck that's followed him, you know, I, for, yeah, I, I got to be careful saying this because he's, he's, he's pitching tomorrow. But I look forward to Alex Cobb starts for the most part because I really think he's gonna he's gonna pitch well and you know keep teams around that two to three to four run range, which is fine for where he's slotted in this rotation. You know, and if if he's given up between 
two, two, three, four runs, I feel like the Giants should win those games most of the time. So I would say he's my least concern of these three right now. I agree. And that's why I wanted to go with him first. He's my least concern. I mean, Rob, we all remember, and, and it's not exactly the same of how things went, but we all remember back in the late 2000s before the Giants got really good, you know, Matt Cain starts. <laughs> and, and um, you know, in regards of run support, uh, a lot of it wasn't there for Kane, but you know, you have to watch these games. You can't just look at the numbers and be like, Oh, five, four, eight, yeah, ERA, he right. sucks. Like I agree with wholeheartedly with what you said about like what we expected from Cobb. Like he has delivered like the velocities mm-hmm. there, the strikeouts there. Imagine if he wasn't striking dudes out, his numbers would be even worse. Oh God, he'd be in big trouble. Exactly. But, <laughs> he, he, but again, yeah. you have to have an eye test and factor things in and be fair about your assessments because I don't know how many times, the Giants have been, you know, and, and you got to give credit, some credit to, uh, you know, opposing hitters. Um, Giants are in a shift, goes the other way where there's nobody there. Or, you know, mm-hmm. again, the defense has been really bad, uh, arguably the worst in baseball this year, where outfielders are taking bad routes, ball shouldn't be getting down, they're getting down. And then sometimes they're getting down for extra bases, and then runs are coming around the score that shouldn't be, and boom, that goes against your ERA. If, you know, a lot of people just look at ERA. Um, And, you know, we've been vocal on here before, especially, uh, you know, I, I know Rob is a little more old school than me, but, like, I'm pretty old school too. But I tried to factor in, you know, other stats too. Like his his FIP is three two two. His fielding yeah. independent pitching, which means the things that he can control, three two two is pretty damn good. I would that's say out, like that's, that's outstanding. That's yeah. good, yeah. And I I don't have it in front of me, but like his expected ERA with how he's thrown and stuff is like two three four. Like he has been throwing well enough. And, right. you know, I, I sometimes I have people argue with me on Twitter and that's fine. Keep arguing with me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the overall stuff from Alex Cobb, hopefully things just turn around because his stuff has been good. So I agree. Least worried about Alex Cobb of the three. Okay. Um, we ready to move on now? Yeah. Alex okay. Cobb, that was, that, was, that was fun, but we're okay. moving on. Yeah. And I am. I'm, I'm with you. I'm excited to yeah. see him throw tomorrow night. Uh, just, just like you are next up for me, uh, you know, second most like, or well, I guess it'd be least or most. Cause there's only three of them, but like worried about Alex Wood. Um, you know, he, uh, had a pretty strong year last year, uh, 26 starts, three, eight, three ERA, a three, four, eight FIP, uh, you know, coming in, I think what he have, uh, was it one year? I don't remember six million dollars last year. That was yeah, Disco's it, contract. So it, it wasn't too much. It, it was basically what Jock Peterson got this year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Alex Wood was good last year as right. you know the third, fourth starter for the Giants. Um, you know he gets you know rewarded this offseason from the front mm-hmm. office. Uh, two years, twenty five mil, so twelve and a half per. Which you know for a starter that's been relatively healthy, you know you, you're not paying much. Um, right. Not as great this year. Uh, 15 starts, has stayed healthy. 5.03 ERA, but a 3.59 FIP, um, 8.7 Ks per nine, two and a half walks per nine. The dude throws strikes, and he's not going to, like, blow you away with stuff, but he works quick. I like watching Alex Wood pitch. Um, His rhythm's fun to watch. Uh, You know, the the thing that sticks out to me, I guess I'll kind of go first on this one, is something that I know you're going to touch on, too, and – 
it really goes full circle back into what we kind of talked about earlier just in this episode about um, guys seeing him for a se- first, second, or third time. Um, you know, first time through, guys are hitting 279 off him with a 336 on base. Not great no. um, in 135 plate appearances. Now, second time through, 128 plate appearances, uh, 244 batting average against, uh, a 297 on base, a 357 slugging. So the second time through, technically, Alex Wood has been not bad. He's been pretty good. But then you get to that third time through, and that's where he gets hammered. 52 plate appearances. Guys are hitting 367 off and with a 404 on base. And Rob, a 592 slugging. He's getting hammered the third time through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 52 plate appearances, three home runs at the third time through. Uh, I mean, at this point, you know, obviously, and we talked about it in a live we just did on Giants Chatter, but, you know, there's no real depth there in the organization currently to, like, replace any of these guys in the rotation, especially with mm-hmm. Junis out, Boyd's not ready to go. Um, you know, Jelly's just getting going in Sacramento right now. Like, should we just anticipate, you know, maybe just four or five innings every time out of Alex Wood and then boom, turn it over the bullpen? Like, is this something that even Gabe Kapler just needs to accept instead of trying to get him later in the games? Well, yeah, it, it, it's a really, it's a really tough call. And, and yeah, like, I just to skip right to it. Yeah. Wood would is second on my list of, of of concern but it's it, it's really hard i i think for gabe kapler you know it's that's his dugout that's his clubhouse i mean te- technically it is you know i know he, he gave a lot of credit to buster posey last year for running things you know and being the voice down there i mean he said yeah. as much on buster posey day but this is this this is his clubhouse this is his team i i don't think you can out loud let it be known that okay Alex, your ass is not facing that line for the third time. You can't, you, you can't say that. I understand this is we, we as athletes, you know, you know, we're prideful people. Like, you know, our egos always get the best of us, you know, usually in, in the end on, on the field. But yeah, I mean, for, for a for a guy like Kapler, who, who just pounds percentages and matchups and probability and the whole nine yards, every every statistic you know you can think of you know especially from an offensive standpoint like and and he does it with guys like Tyler, Tyler Rogers too like how are you letting Alex Wood face the line for the third time if that if if, if this is the team philosophy if, the, if this is what this organization franchise is built on how can you consistently kind of let this happen to Alex Wood and Alex Wood is never going to be like, take me out. That's like I said, again, that's not how it works with athletes. We're, we're not going to call it quits unless we're hurting, but yeah, I think it, it, we got to get to that point with him where like, you got to just kind of pull the, pull the plug, you know, at, at the earliest, at the most convenient, earliest convenient, you know, moment, like, okay, he say he starts an inning where he's facing like the eight hitter or the nine hitter and Okay, he gets one guy gets on. You gotta pull him out. You can't let you can't let a rally build up with when you know what's coming, or or at least when you're pretty damn sure you know what's coming. You know you can't let that happen. But on the plus side, with, with Alex Wood, 
like you said, he works fast. He's a strike thrower, you know, and he stayed healthy this year. And the Giants, like I said, though, they don't have that, that, that depth right now. You know, you know, Carlos Martinez, even after he, he, you know, he got let go, he got, he got popped for being on the juice. You know, he, <laughs> you know, Matthew Boyd, a setback, you know, Jelly's, yeah. Jelly's not quite there yet. Sam Long is Sam Long. He's a long relief guy. So yeah, this is Alex Woods got to be the guy because you know what you're going to get. He's going to, he's going to attack. He's going to be aggressive and he, and he's going to give you innings, you know, for the most part, he will get you to, to four or five innings. You know, you usually you primarily, even on his worst day, he got lit up a little bit in, in Atlanta last week, this shorter start of the year through an inning. He got lit, lit to hell, give seven earn. Couldn't throw strikes that day. Very out of character for Alex Wood, but you generally know he's going to throw strikes and, you know, you, you, you like, no, you like knowing what you're going to get as, as a manager. And as a fan, you like knowing that Wood's going to work fast and Hey, does this defense suck? Yes. But he's that sinker for the most part is going to be working and that ball's going to be put in play. And it's just, it's up to the giants for the most part to make those plays and not give teams extra outs, which, you know, which kind of expedites, you know, that, that trip to, to the third, to the, third uh time through th- th- through the lineup so he depends on the defense which has not been a good recipe for giants pitchers this yeah, year he's but, a sinker baller yeah. but he's a sinker baller it, he, he, he's you know he's, he's he's the the left-handed tim hudson basically you know the, he is who he is so and he's been in the league a long time nothing's gonna change you know what you're gonna get so with that with that all that being said yeah i would put him two on on this list of concern but that's just because he can't he's not going to take you six or seven deep anymore it's just it's just not going to happen now rob i'm gonna throw some numbers at your way because i've so so try and stay with me i don't want to overwhelm you here but Uh, what made me look at these numbers though was i looked at his pitch chart of locations for certain pitches sinkers obviously you want to keep down in the zone you know mm -hmm. induce ground balls which especially last year he was great at and yeah. when I when I looked at a sinker chart compared from last year to this year, um, and I'll get to a slider in a second too. I know we're going a little long on Alex Wood, but I think it's you know necessary to kind of find out maybe what the issue is. Um, like the ball's up in the zone a lot a on lot. a sinker, and you know sometimes when uh, it's not getting a ton of run down, it's mm-hmm. going to get hit hard. So here's the thing: his his difference between his 2021 sinker and his 2022. 2021, the run value of his sinker was minus 13. Really good. One of the best in baseball. Yeah, that's, you know? that's awesome. That's, this yeah. year, plus five. Okay. Um, he's thrown it about the same, 46.4% of the time last year, 473 this year. Uh, hitters are hitting 283 off of it this year compared to mm-hmm. 251 last year, and they're slugging 500 off it this year compared to 410 last year. Right. Now, um, I, again, I won't go too far into it. I'm looking at the uh, hard hit percentage last year, uh, 44%. This year, which is kind of an anomaly, it's 42.5%. So it's a little down, but still, yeah. um, you know, I think that's hard hit is categorized as 95 plus miles an hour, I believe. So, um, you know, later in the game, leaving that sinker up, it's getting hammered. Also, a slider, though, too, um, this year, 276 uh, batting average against for opponents, 184 last year. Crazy difference. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, he's just – it's getting harder, hit harder. Last year, though, that slider, minus four run differential, which was, you know, pretty good. Uh, this year, plus four. So, 
definitely, uh, you know, there's there's part of the problem for Alex Wood leaving stuff up in the zone. He shouldn't be. It's kind of a cliche thought, but yeah, sinkers, you don't want to leave them up. And then, of course, factor in. That's why some of like the numbers, like the FIP and the expected ERAs, are a little better for him, mm-hmm. and that's because of the poor defense behind him. So yeah, no, it, it all adds up with uh, with with, with a guy like Wood. Like, like I said, you know, he's been around a long time. The book's out on him. Like he's going to throw strikes. So guys are up there ready to hit. They're, they're not up there looking, okay, this, guy, this guy's going to walk me or I can be patient with this guy. No, I think, I think guys go up there as Alex Wood ready, ready to swing because you know, he's going to be in, in the zone. And it, I mean, we don't know what the reason is, you know, with this, it's all speculation on our part, you know, why his sliders getting tagged hard, harder, harder this year and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I mean, he, he had, he had a very good year last year, you know, f- fatigue could be part of it. He's like, he's been around a long time. He had, he threw a lot of innings last year. He's, I mean, he's going to throw a lot more innings you know, last year than, than he'll end up throwing this year. I think, I think that's, that's safe to say even yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it is, but, but yeah, like it's Alex Wood's not going to get away with much. That's, that's the only downfall with being a veteran in this league. I mean, there's a big old, there's a big old book on him and, you know, guys know like they're 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 ready to, to go up there, and if that if that's if that's if that slider's not 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 biting and getting getting swing throughs, you know, it's generally gonna gonna, gonna get tagged. It's gonna be a belt belt high, you know, you know, knee high where, where guys are ready to go. And you know, I, as you mentioned, you know, dudes aren't making plays either in the infield, so he's not he's just not getting a, a lot of help out there. But if the, if the ball's getting tagged, you know, that's you know. It, the rest is going to take care of itself, you know, if he's, if he's getting squared up, you know, all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, number three, and obviously the only guy remaining, Anthony DiScofani. And this right. is the guy, so we agree, most worried about. Right. Um, especially after Sunday. See, I was I was a little optimistic going into a second start off the IL. You know, first, first appearances, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher coming off the IL, I'll take with a little grain of salt your first time back in some time, you know, whatever. Second time out. You know, let's try and buckle in, figure things out. And it was arguably the worst start of his Giants career for sure. Um, you know, he, he where, where did I have it? At? Hold on one sec. So Di Scafani, uh, obviously pretty darn good year last year. Struggled against the Dodgers in several starts. But other than that, like he was really good last year. He signed a three-year, $36 million deal, so 12 per year. Again, not crazy money per year on the AAV for a guy like Di Scafani, but, um, you know, when you're struggling like he has this year and he hasn't been healthy, I think he's had, what, five starts? Um, you know, guys are going to – or fans are going to be concerned, and, and we're there with it too. And kind of just touching off of what I did with Alex Wood, I mean, last year, uh, you know, Di Scafani relied heavily on the slider four-seam combo. Slider last year, minus 11 run value. Really good. This year, plus four. Um, last year, minus four on the four seam. Pretty darn good. Minus eight on the sinker. Again, another guy I want to keep that ball down in the zone. Those two pitches this year, all fours. So four, four, and four, everything is getting hit. I mean, I right. I, I could go through the numbers, whatever. His, he's getting hit. Um, you know, the, the velocity is like not too much down. Um, you know, you're going to consistently see like 92 to 94. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to usually I can maybe from my fat ass on the couch, I can see some things, but I, I don't know what's going on with Anthony Scafani right now. He's just not very good. <laughs> it's just very good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like a lot on a limb and say they're, 
kind of over-exaggerating the issue he's having with his ankle. I just don't, I'm sorry. I don't buy that very much. I didn't buy it. La- Hell, I didn't buy it last year when it happened to him. I was like, oh, they just want to give him a break. And then when it ankle inflammation after three bad starts to start the year and all of a sudden he can't pitch for six weeks. Yeah. 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 Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry. That's not, <laughs> that's not what it was. He's got, he's he, obviously he has some sort of mechanical issue going on. Um, and why the reason he's my biggest concern is that, you know, this has kind of been the story of his career, you know, I'm, you know, in Cincinnati, he, he showed flashes. He showed flashes of being a very good pitcher and he would have three very good starts in, in, in a row. And then he'd have one start where he got lit the fuck up, you know, eight runs and in two innings. And then you wouldn't see him for three starts. They, they yeah. would, they would, they would put him on, on, on the DL, you know, for whatever reason. So you know, so the, this isn't really new with him. The stuff is there, and like like our our, our boy Steve Rizzotto said, who was there at the game the other day, his stuff looked very very good, very sharp. The first couple innings against against the the, the Reds on Sunday, and then in the third inning, I mean imploded. I mean, CNI ground balls, you know, getting through bloopers. You know, Austin Slater misjud- misjudges a a pretty a fairly routine ball in the center field that gets over his head and two runs score that extends the inning. And it, it, I mean, it's, it was, it was kind of crazy because most of that damage happened with two outs. And so it's, it's not really to me, it's not really what he's done in his five starts. It's the history behind it all. And I think the giants are well, well aware of that. And that's why they've been so careful and taken taken so much time to bring him back and for him to you know put up put up the numbers he you know, you know he has in his first two starts since coming back is really concerning more more the one in Atlanta than than Sunday because Sunday I can attribute that like I just said to a million things that happened in that in that inning. I didn't think he was throwing the ball that bad. You know shit shit happens it's baseball. But I mean when when he when he came back in his first start he was like BP in, in yeah. that game uh, against Atlanta, which really surprised me because the Giants have been so so guarded about doing that to pitchers. Am, am, am I right? You, you know, not yeah. putting not putting the, them in vulnerable positions like they they were last year. They were kings of giving guys extra rest until they were. Are, are you you know? Are you good? Like, are you ready? You know, are you know? Do you need a few more days? Okay, no. Okay, all right, let's go. So to, to see that happen to just funny in Atlanta was super, super concerning to me. So I think there's, I think there's more going on behind the scenes that, that they're letting out about just funny. And I think a lot of that has, has to do with his injury history and, and with his arm. I just don't think it has everything to do with, with his ankle. I'm sorry. Like you, you're not going to sell me on that. And I think here's the thing too. I, I mentioned this earlier there's not many other options readily available right now. Again, like Sam long has been good in, in what he's, you know, done this year, whether it's spot start or out of the pen, he's been fine, but obviously the giants don't view him as a starting rotation caliber pitcher. Sean jelly is starting to get things going in Sacramento, but they probably want to see more consistency from him down there again, Boyd injured still. So as long as Di Scafani is quote unquote healthy, he's going to be in that rotation. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all hope that he can pull it out at some point and, and get things going, uh, because obviously if the giants are planning on making the playoffs here and going on some sort of a run, 
Um, they're going to need one to two of these guys to really get it going consistently. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, kind of a quick recap over the three guys, Alex Cobb, Rob and I are still pretty, you know, and we'll <laughs> kind of funny previewness bullish on Alex Cobb. Right. I think that, um, you know, his stuff's been as advertised what, you know, they brought him in to do. Um, so we're still buying his stock long run. Woods kind of the question mark, uh, you know, how the Giants use him, get to the fifth inning. Do they pull him and go to the pen or are they going to continue to ride him in that third time through? It bites him in the ass. And then Anthony DiScafani is the real big concern. Um, you know, if he struggles on Sunday, Rob, and it's like, can you know, comparable to last Sunday's start, they got to do something, right? They they right. they got to do something if it's three right. in a row, right? I mean, if it's another aisle stand, if it's if it's another, hey, let's let's sit down and chill. And because the giant the Giants have shown they have they have no issues with going with with, with bullpen games, yeah. you know, you know, every fifth day. And if that's and let's be real, that's the real only alternative right now. Go, you know, they they don't have uh, you know. Uh, other outside of Jelly and Sam Long, I mean, they can't bring up Kirby and Castro to give the, give them three or four innings right now. I mean, that that was an option last year. He's gone. A guy Jose Guantana, he's not around anymore right now. Jacob Junis is hurt, you know. So yeah, if if he comes out and sucks again, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, on on Sunday, then yeah, they're basically gonna have to, you know, make make a decision. And and I I, I, I want to put it out there. I don't I don't know that there's something wrong with his arm, his shoulder, his elbow. I don't know that for a fact, but that's saying that would, that was his history in Cincinnati. Yeah. He was on, he was on the, the IL and DL all the time for different issues, you know, after he had a couple good starts and then sh- and things w- would, would, would go to hell. And then you wouldn't, you wouldn't see him for a while. So I, I don't know if that's what's going on with him, but it's, it, it kind of checks out that this is more than his, than his ankle because they, you know they signed they signed him to a three year thirty six million dollar deal in the offseason. So maybe he showed up to spring training and something was just off and they tried to work through it. And okay, well we'll see we'll see how he does. You know the first couple weeks of the season and obviously he didn't look good. We all we we all saw you know his first three starts he wasn't the same guys last year. And then for something that looked very small, we didn't see him for six months. Or six months, six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I I don't we don't I don't know if that's what's going on, but I got I just have to believe it's more than just some little inflammation in his ankle. That's but who knows? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, these three can get things going because Alex or you know Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon have been really good, and mm-hmm. um, it would be nice to have kind of like a third and or fourth guy uh, really solidify the staff because i do think as a whole this rotation still is an asset um you know we just gotta see it get put all together at once um the say hey podcast is sponsored by mantica bedquarters whether you're located in the bay area or the central valley Head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details.
Rob and I are going to wrap this episode up with kind of a new segment that we're, we're at least hoping to continue to do every week. And this is going to be called Bulls and Bears. And if you know anything about the stock market, you know, uh, if a stock is doing well and it's, you know, gaining traction and the, the money's going up and the volume's high on it, you're bullish on it. You know, like the bullhorns point up, you know, that stock's doing well. <laughs> and then if you're, uh, you know, not you're bearish on something, which means it's not going to go well. You know, the claws going down, that's a bear slap. Uh, that's, that's where they come up with bulls and bears in reference to the stock market. So Rob and I are going to do bulls and bears where we, who we think is going to have a great week and who we think is going to have a bad week uh, in between our episodes, which, you know, ho- hopefully we could get back on a consistent schedule and do weekly here. So bulls, meaning who will have a great week. Uh, you want me to start? Go for it. I'm going to go with Wilmer Flores. And I know Rob and I did this on the live where we are looking forward to our hitter of the series. And in particular for the White Sox series this weekend, I put I picked Wilmer Flores. He had kind of a rough June, still had four home runs, 13 RBIs, but only hit 217 for the month of June. I think that Wilmer's going to start coming out of it. And he has shown some signs in the last week or so. But I think he's going to have a strong week. And, uh, you know, we got the White Sox and then we go to Arizona, which is, you know, pretty live yard. And then they go to San Diego next weekend. So I am bullish on Wilmer Flores this next week. Bullish on Wilmer Flores. All right. I like that's bullish, you know, not like hook them horns or anything stupid like that. (laughs) All right. Anyways, um, I will go with uh, Lamont Wade Jr. He is going to get a lot of. A lot of opportunities here in these next uh, few days. Um, if if you're into you know Jock, I, I, we're all in Jock. He's the best player on the team. Let's be real. Um, and Mike Yastrzemski and Lamont Way Jr. You know the lefties. You're, you're gonna like this week because there's a lot of varieties on on deck. Um, but with Lamont Way Jr. coming off you know this long IL stint and being firmly submitted back back into that leadoff spot that Luis Gonzalez was occupying. Um, he's going to get opportunities here. And um, I, I really think, you know, he's going to be able to break out starting this weekend against guys like Lance and Luke Giolito, who have been struggling a little bit w- w- with their command. The stuff is still there for those pitchers, but, yeah. but they're making a lot of mistakes and Lamont Wade just feasted last year on right-handed pitching, you know, ma- making mistakes up in the zone. So, and then going into, into Arizona in, in, in a few days, I think this is going to be a big, big week coming up for Lamont Wade Jr. And boy, do, do the Giants need, need him in, in the worst way just to get some, just get something going uh, up, at, up at, the, at the top of that lineup with Gonzalez out because, man, they have, they, have, you know, they have really been missing him these last uh, you know, four to five days since, since he's been out. All right, so Rob and I, I am bullish on Wilmer Flores. He is bullish on Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, I am too. I, I, I'm hoping uh, Wade can really provide a spark for the offense and uh, get things going over the weekend, especially. Now, bearish. Uh, who do we think is going to have a bad week? I mean, obviously, you can include in in that week, it's you know four or five, six games for an everyday player or one really bad start for a starter. I'm going to take the coward way out of this. And I think that Anthony DiScofani has another rough outing on Sunday. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I know we just spent like 10 minutes talking about him. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I, you know, I was, I was trying to like talk myself into 
Carlos Rodon hasn't seen the Diamondbacks yet, and they're going down to Arizona on Monday on the 4th of July, and, you know, maybe he has a rough outing, but I, I just don't see it with the way he's throwing right now. I think he still continues to at least give the Giants a chance to win in that game. I think Anthony DiScafani struggles Sunday, and Farhan's forced to make a move, whether it's, you know, IL him again. Um, I, you know, you hardly see – in recent years, you know, someone gets put in the bullpen as like a demotion because they're not going to do that with Anthony Disciplani. Right. Um, they're obviously not going to trade him. He has pretty much no value right now via that market. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's I, I just I think it's something that it's going to take a little bit of time to figure out whether that means, you know, he uh, gets IL'd and, and has to go through a rehab starter too, or even just on the IL time work on things and not even appear in games. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, easy cop out for me. I'm sorry. Anthony Discafani is my bull of the week. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bear, my bear. He's a bear. And, um, arr, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pirate. I'm sorry. Who's, <laughs> who's your, who's your bear? Who's your bear doing? for this next week, Rob? All right. Well, um, uh, you know, you've like, I'm going to say you did take mine, but that's, that's okay. That, you that can use it too. No, no, no. That was easy call on your part. I, and I like it. I'm glad you took it. I'm glad you hopped in front of me right there and took it. Sorry. But I'm going to go with Brandon Belt. Why do I say Brandon Belt? Because he hasn't done a damn thing since he's been back in the lineup. I'm glad he's back. Let's let, let me, let me get to the positives here real quick with Brandon Belt before we get to the, to the crap. I think that ha- happened this week. The giants are very fortunate to have him back. You know, they need him on defense and, but he looks, he had a couple of good at bats yesterday. Hit, you know, hit him in the ball the, the opposite way. You know, you kept hearing Kuiper say, say, Oh, he, he just missed it. Oh, he just missed it. I'm like, Oh, well, f- where the hell have I heard that before with Brandon Belt? But he is such a streaky hitter. It's hard for me to get excited about his at bats until I see it. And he as he is, he's so good at controlling, controlling the strike zone and, you know, and being confident in the pitch he swings at when bell gets in these slumps, you know, outside of drawing walks, you know, he looks very, very stupid up there and there and the giants will be facing some guys with some, with, with some pretty good stuff. These next these next few days, I don't have the Arizona line, lineup in, in front of me. I, I assume I Bumgarner threw yesterday. So He's going to be throwing on Monday. So I am going to say Brandon Belt will not be in the lineup on Monday. So that's probably a good thing. But you know, with guys like Lynn and Seas and Gilito, despite their struggling, you know, these are strikeout guys. They are going to attack Brandon Belt. They're not going to nitpick around him. So and, and until until I, I see Belt find that zone again. As cause, just because he's so streaky, man, I can't. I don't expect him to do anything in, in, until I see it. So I, I think another, you know, one for ten weekends coming up for Brandon Belt, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, once he get, he gets in Arizona, maybe the maybe the off day Monday helps him because he's. I think he's played almost every. Except, no, he didn't play against Scooble. I'll tell you that he didn't play against Scooble, but I think. I think the off day Monday hopefully will, will, will help him out, but God, Brandon Belt and going south to the South Pole, man, it's uh, traditional like any other. So, but hopefully, 
hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully he heats up because this offense needs him something fierce. They're, they're missing that, you know, that, that hot bat in the middle of the lineup right now, outside of Evan Longoria and Jock Peterson, no one else is really doing anything right now. You know me, bro. I don't have a bad word to say about Brandon Belt. So, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, I, Maybe, I mean, all he's doing is hitting singles right now, it feels like, but I feel like you got to throw Tommy LaStella in there too, man. He's True. been like like Longoria, Jock, and LaStella have been hitting, whether it's out of the park, which Longoria is doing right now, or, you know, getting on base via just a single, and that's Tommy LaStella. So it has been nice seeing LaStella kind of get going the last couple of weeks. Yes, um, yes. And maybe he's just been getting healthy. So, uh, but yeah, I – you know, hopefully Belt now has three home runs this weekend. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm wrong. Just, yeah, hopefully he breaks out. Yeah. It's just it's hard to predict it until you see it. That's the that's yeah. the problem with him. I get it because you know, in in all all Belt whatever aside, you know, like he is a streaky hitter still. And you know, when you kind of get that vibe of like Belt's about to be really hot for like three weeks, like it's just a tell, you know. Yes. Yes. And I I don't I don't get that vibe right now at all. Um, maybe he just needs a trip to Colorado or something, and then he can get going from there. So, but I don't know. He usually will hit well in Arizona. I'm hoping maybe he gets going. But I I feel you. I don't feel like there's any like oh wow he's gonna break out of it vibes from Brandon Belt. So I, I get your point. I get your. Yeah, he, he had a good he had a good swing yesterday to to the opposite field. He he, he did, uh, and I thought it had it had a shot. But yeah. So maybe maybe he's close. I don't know. Maybe. But but as somebody like you and I both have been watching Brandon Belt play every day since 2011. Yeah. I I don't feel it right now. I don't usually when I feel I feel it in my bones, and right now I don't feel it in my bones. <laughs> So that's uh, the first Bulls and Bears. So we'll be we'll be doing that moving forward. Um, yeah, obviously trade deadlines coming up in the next few weeks. July is going to be a very interesting month. Uh, so yes, next week we will finally start talking trades, and we'll see and you know give our input on what we think the Giants are going to do. Just a little disclaimer, you know. Again, we're just fans. We don't cover the team. You know, we're not experts. We don't have any inside info. This is just oh. our thoughts and what we think would be best for the Giants. So mm-hmm. take everything, you know, how you want it, grain of salt, whatever. Um, you know, we're not experts. We're just fans. So this is a fan podcast. Just remember that, everyone. I just want to put that out there. So, yeah. It's not our fault when they lose. Correct. That is true. <laughs> but it is our, uh, you know, when they win, it is because of us. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't forget that. Yeah, make sure uh, you're subscribed, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this episode will be out Friday, July 1st in the morning. And make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter. Uh, link is in the description below. For Say Hey, Doug, and Say Hey, Rob, thanks for tuning in to episode 78 of the Say Hey Podcast. And until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. When the Giants come to town, it's Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.